Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. With the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, we're doing more to try to bring you the latest information regarding hospital reimbursement and coding issues. Today, we're going to be talking about the CMS and AMA payment and coding guidance for COVID-19. And to walk us through that, I'm joined by Kathy Pride, who is the Executive Vice President of Coding and Documentation Services at Panacea Healthcare. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael, and thank you for having me. So, Kathy, why don't we start out by talking about some of the general ICD-10 coding guidance as we know it today, which is March the 19th. Okay, so the CDC has uh, issued instructions uh, in conjunction with the current ICD-10 CM classification and uh, the official guidelines. And basically, the uh, the COVID-19 virus, right now they're asking us to use the code B97.29, which is other coronavirus as the cause of diseases classified elsewhere. Along with any comorbidities, uh, those coding uh, guidelines haven't changed, so you use the comorbidities. However, today, just hot off the press, the, uh, the World Health Organization has issued what they're calling an emergency temporary code to use for the COVID-19 virus. Now, that code uh, doesn't take effect until April 1st, so it's just a a little less than two weeks away. So as of today, you want to still continue using that B97.29, but starting April 1st, you're going to use a new code, and the code, it's a a little unusual because we're using an uh, alphabetical character that we don't normally see, and that code is U07.1. So that will be the code starting April 1st. Now, as I said, this was a temporary, what they call emergency code. There will be a COVID-19 permanent code uh, specific to that particular coronavirus, but that won't be issued until uh, the uh, updates October 1st, 2020. So for now, as of today, we're going to use B97.29. April 1st, we're going to use U07.1. And October 1st, we'll have a whole nother code, uh, which that will be, we'll hear more about that probably in the next uh, couple of months, what that new code will be. And uh, it looks like there's some, some updates to the laboratory test and, and payment uh, codes as well. Can you tell us what's going on there? Uh, yes, they've uh, issued some uh, new uh, picks or CPT codes uh, to code for these um, for the testing of the viruses. So those codes, uh, 87635, and then there's a couple of U codes, U001 and U002. The description of of those and all the details in the uh, estimated payments are uh, on the uh, website uh, with all the details. That's great, and it's certainly very very detailed uh, information there. Um, And there is some COVID-19 emergency-related billing uh, policies and, and procedures that were issued. Uh, What can you tell us about those, Kathy? Well, these are coming fast and furiously. Uh, Basically, uh, when the president declared an emergency or disaster under the Stafford Act and uh, and the National Emergencies Act, 
uh, it gives a lot of leeway to uh, to the federal, state, and even local governments to waive certain um, requirements. One of the biggest changes that I've seen is that they're uh, lifting a lot of the restrictions to telehealth, and they're allowing patients to call in from home, where there were you know, really strict restrictions on that in the past, the geographical restrictions, you had to live in a rural area, uh, things like that. You uh, had to go into a, um, uh, what they call an originating site, so you couldn't actually do it from your home. You had to go to a, like a rural health clinic who would call the, the distant provider who is the provider providing, actually providing the service. But now they're allowing patients to call in from home it, uh, they've also list, lifted the restriction on uh, it had to be audio-visual. Now they can actually just have an audio uh, a telehealth visit, so it doesn't have to have vis, uh, visual capabilities. There's a lot of our elderly folks, uh, I think about my dad, he still has a flip phone, you know. So they don't have that uh, those smartphones that know how to, uh, to use that visual uh, piece of it. So they're lifting that. And the other one that just I just heard today, as a matter of fact, is they're allowing physicians to work across state lines. So, uh, phys- or actually, it said all medical professionals. Uh, so they can work in uh, other as long as they're licensed in one state, they can work in another state. So this is, I think, r- particularly helpful for a lot of these major cities that are on the border of, of two states or, or multiple states. So that's another big thing that was uh, lifted. And then the last thing is they're relaxing, not lifting, but relaxing some of the HIPAA requirements. And that's really more related to the telehealth. But uh, so, you know, you want to be sure and read those specific uh, guidelines that they're lifting because it's not, or not lifting, I'm sorry, relaxing. Uh, so you want to read those particularly. It's It really is more about consent. Uh, than anything, so uh, you know, you still we need to still protect our patients' uh, PHI and things like that. Kathy, things are certainly changing in the world around us. Um, very quickly, we thank you for uh, stopping on the podcast today to bring us the latest, and we'll certainly look forward to having you back as as things evolve. Um, for everyone in our audience, we wish you um, the best of health and and safety, uh, and we look forward to bringing you uh, more important updates as the situation changes. Kathy, thanks again for coming by the show today. Uh, Thank you for having me. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.